Welcome to the Heroic Hour, the podcast where we discuss and bring together technology, leadership, and culture, giving you a little heroic TLC to get your growth engine revved up and mission ready for life. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, Chief Experience Officer for Heroic Media. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 10. Wow. 10 episodes in. I am super grateful that you're uh, listening to this podcast and uh, and me as well, you know, but a humble and fellow growth-minded explorer of work, life, and beyond like yourself. On this episode, we're going to dip our toes into the four biggest crises that brands face today. So if you're a leader, a manager, or a solopreneur, you're going to want to listen up. Here's my basic theory uh, of business. Every brand deserves a cape, a supercharged sense of character, alignment, purpose, and energy. A cape. Every brand deserves a cape and should seek to cultivate one. And your customers deserve to do business with, you know, a brand with a cape too. Yet all of these brands and business owners are in a cape crisis. By that, you know, I, I mean they don't have a cape at all or they're not connected to it. They don't have a solid sense of character, alignment, purpose, and energy. They're disconnected from it, and they're walking around with a lot of anxiety, some really low energy, and a diminished capacity for growth. This is the antithesis of Mission Ready for Life. So today on this episode, we're going to talk about why every company, every brand deserves a cape and how to iron out some of the wrinkles in yours. And full disclosure, this is exactly what Heroic Media does. We build Iron Hem you know, we, we put together capes for a living. Seriously, we work to bring character, alignment, purpose, and energy to brands, leaders, and teams. We use our unique lens of multidisciplinary methods to build, refine, and advance communities, cultures, experiences, and ideas that focus on the powers of TLC, which, as you know, is technology, leadership, and culture. So if you need additional help uh, beyond the tips and tricks we're going to go over today, feel free to check us out at heroic.org. That's H-E-R-O-I-K.org. And we can help you work those kinks out and build a cape for your brand. Anyway, that's what we do. But let's get to the show. Let's talk about the cape crisis or the great caper. All right, that's a horrible pun. Bad joke. I'm sorry. I apologize for that now. <laughs> but let's talk about these crises, this cape crisis, these, few, these, these four huge crises that companies and brands and leaders and owners are struggling with. You know, there's this character crisis. A, you know, the brand identity for most organizations is ill-defined. And it is poorly known and executives, managers, leaders and owners don't really know what the company stands for or what sets it apart from the competition. Often all of this has been delegated to other departments and and pushed out in kind of the PR marketing world, um, even to agencies. So even agencies sometimes have a better grasp of the identity than the company itself. But the identity is not just for lipstick on a pig. It is really for to you to be used as a strategic guide to inform strategy to um, inspire and and energize 
internal teams and engagements with customers alike. And it's it's really important that it is now seen as a strategic tool because we know the connection between th these uh, your cape and performance. So that's that's one of the huge four. The other is alignment because there's a lack of of definition in the character and what is advertised out there that your company does and stands for and what is internally known. There's a lack of alignment between what you say and what you do. And that's a huge problem. And people are feeling the pain over this because customers are disengaging with those companies that aren't consistent with their actions and words. There's also this, you know, perhaps the, the most pressure is felt around the purpose, right? We seem to live in a time where the sense of purpose is more important and more valuable than ever. And yet it's harder for people to establish, to figure out, to connect to, and harder for the leaders to explain why their company is even there. Um, and harder to inspire their employees and engage their customers alike. But it is super important, and it is a crisis. And last but not least, there is this energy crisis out there where because of all of those inconsistencies, that failure to align your character uh, and define that, and, and the alignment with the actions and then the purpose as well, energy inside the organization stagnates, performance drops. You might be doing okay, you might be humming along, but it's not like the good old days when everybody knew what they were doing and were psyched to be there and the customers were really engaged and loved doing business with you. There's this energy crisis and it affects performance and engagement and retention and it's really important to address, address all of this. So anyway, you know, the basic premise of all of this is you know, every brand deserves a cape because this is what empowers good-willed people, what glues them together, what allows them to become a force for good to, you know, to add value to the world and advance themselves as well. And so what's bringing you down? What led to the increased pressure on all of this? Well, there are seven things that have suddenly changed or certainly felt sudden uh, that made the cape essential. You know, it made it an essential strategic requirement for a heroic brand rather than a nice to have luxury or eye candy. Number one is the increase in global competition. We live and compete in a connected global economy now, even small mom and pops. And that means facing increased competition, both directly and indirectly. And because oftentimes competitive challenges can come from unexpected verticals and new upstarts that are leaner, meaner, and hungrier than you and operate at, a, at lower overhead than you do. And they're, you know, they can be based in other countries. And also because of all that competition, it's harder to differentiate yourself and stand out because everybody's suddenly shopping a global economy instead of the local economy. So that's an important element of all of this. Number two, the sheer volume of available information. Information of all kinds is available at the touch of the button or, you know, even in this day and age at the instant voice search, you know, since we have Siri and Alexa that we can quickly ask questions to. This alone has increased what the what customers and potential employees know about who they're doing business with. And thus, this raises the bar. This raises the expectation. Putting brands under the microscope and holding their feet to the fire with uh, more strict accountability than ever before. Number three, uh, transparency and x-ray vision. Just like we have all of this access to information, a lot of that information of this fast-paced digital age is, is about, um, about businesses themselves. You know, the masses are equipped with this x-ray vision into companies' behaviors and practices uh, and performance. And those observations and information 
you know, they they circle the globe in the blink of an eye, right? And the days of pretending to be someone or something that you're not, or pretending to stand for something that you don't, or operating with, you know, claiming to operate with more integrity and virtue than you really do, those are numbered. The glory days of putting lipstick on the pig are over. These days, the standard expectation of both customers and employees, whether you're looking in B2B markets or B2C markets, is that your values and actions and practices are all aligned, period, right? So along with those information changes, uh, you know, there's also number four, the speed of communication itself. Because word travels at the speed of light, the brand is experienced uh, within the office as well as outside of it. And because word travels fast, the audience on both sides, meaning the employees and customers, have the ability to critique and review the brand and tell millions of people how things are really going, whether you like it or not, you know, at the blink of an eye. And so this cre creates, leads up in, into those crises of alignment and, and the CAPE crises that we've already uh, discussed. Number five, there's also this increased volatility because of this global connected information economy, right? The speed of change is faster than ever. And these are volatile times. But this, this creates this new opportunity because a robust brand that's aligned and steadfast and strategically utilized can help a company navigate the storms ahead. So this is kind of a volatility can be a positive pressure for realigning the brand and building that cape. That's why it's on here, right? Number six, there's a strong connection between alignment and performance. We have, because of all this new information, there's all of these studies that show uh, what leads to engagement and disengagement of both customers and employees alike. There's a direct correlation between brand alignment and performance. There are so many studies and books that show the benefits of brand alignment and the connections to performance, retention, customer loyalty, uh, and employee retention as well. This is huge. That's, that's really important to address. You want to be a part of that? You want to benefit from that? You need to align the brand. You need to build your cape. And finally, number seven, this is, this is a huge twist and you know people struggle to reconcile this, but the brand and culture are now almost in the same bucket. They're, they're harder to distinguish. Here, this is a connection that not many people have made yet because of all of these other changes. You know, brand and culture are no longer two different things, or at least they're much harder to separate, right? An authentic and aligned company would treat them um, with a degree of, of consistency. Yet very few advisors, very few marketers, very few executive leaders have risen to the new demands of aligning the brand and culture of the organization let alone defining it in a way that is strategically useful. So these are the seven shifts that have created the need for all these caped crusaders out there. And with those in mind, let's talk about some strategies as to how to you know, address and meet some of the challenges of ironing out or building your cape. So this is the meaty nugget part. If you weren't paying attention uh, before and you found me going too fast, it's just because I have a lot of material to cover in this episode and I want to get through it all without taking too much of your time. So, uh, so number one, authenticity and alignment go hand in hand. Alignment is key to an authentic brand and, and authenticity should be driving, you know, that should be the goal of what you're trying to achieve because authenticity breeds trust and trust is the foundation for 
uh, retaining meaningful relationships and preserving loyalty. So it doesn't matter if your goal is to grow the engagement of your employees or, or grow the engagement of your customers, you need alignment because that is the symbol of authenticity as a company. You need, you know, authenticity means being strategic as you re-articulate the character, culture, and brand of the company. The values and aspects of the company need to fit with the business strategies or they'll appear as insincere and disingenuous beliefs as, as common, you know, salesy PR BS, and you'll risk disengaging everyone from it. So the litmus test uh, for alignment answers this question, and here it is. How are the values of, of the company integrated throughout the business model? And there are a couple of sub questions to this. How are they integrated? How are the values integrated in your strategy? That should be, you should be able to speak to that with a high degree of certainty and, and confidence. How are your values present in your management style? How are they present in the development of your product and the distribution of your product, the packaging, the marketing, all of it? How is it present in the customer service, right? How is it present in, in the experience of the overall product uh, and just the, the entire end user experience? And how is it present in the employee experience? You and your team should have robust, thorough, and convincing answers here. This is the goal. This is the minimum standard, not a nice to have luxury. If, if you're eyeballing all these other um, whiz bang gadgets and services out there to increase your marketing, to engage customers, if you don't have this in place, if you don't have these answers nailed down, I'm gonna tell you what no marketer will, and that is you're gonna fail. All of the mechanisms, you know, without, let me put it this way, if you're Batman, and you don't have the training as Batman, and you just have his utility belt, do you think you're going to be successful caped crusader? It's not going to happen. You don't become, you don't become Batman. It's not the tools that make the, the epic brand, the, the heroic brand. There's more to it than that. You need to articulate these things and answer these questions. All right, number two, you need to know the difference between mission, vision, and purpose. And, you know, there's there's this saying out there, and if you don't know it, here it is, purpose guides, mission drives. And vision is the future state of abundance, right? So if you remember nothing else from this episode, purpose guides, mission drives, and vision is the future state of abundance for the organization. Everyone seems to get hung up with defining their purpose or, you know, hung up on talking about knowing their why. And uh, I think this is because there's a lot of management consultants out there and speakers who love to regurgitate popular books um, and Simon Sinek's popular book, but very few have actually done deep work and create real uh, facilitative journeys to help organizations, companies, brands, and individuals define that purpose to know their why. And the reality is we do it for, for I do it for a living, and I can tell you, I from being on many journeys uh, myself for Heroic and with other organizations, with other clients, that when you dig deep enough, there are like universal purposes, right? As human beings, as much as we like to think of ourselves as unique little snowflakes, we share a lot in common. Organizations are not all that different. So everybody gets hung up on defining their purpose, but I'm going to help you right now. I I'm go going to really... I'm going to give you a cheat sheet. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to do it because you guys are awesome. You deserve it. You know, and I, I've developed countless culture books and brand narratives for companies, large and small. 
but here's my here's my cheat. Here's the hack that we use on the inside as we guide companies on their own journey. When it comes to defining the purpose of or your why, at the end of the day, it's going to be a certain level of positive quality of life for a group, including you, your your company, and your customers, right? Uh, it may or may not include a community, a country, or the whole world. And and the real variance is, is what kind of life you want and who you want it for. Let me give you an example. The purpose of heroic media is to build, live, and enjoy the great life by transforming and aligning technology, leadership, and culture. This guides our core business strategy. Let, let me just dissect that really quick. You know, first of all, I said build, live, and enjoy the great life. Not the good life, not a mediocre life, not a modest return, but the great life, which implies a heck of a lot about abundance, high return, high value, all of these things that light up myself and my team. And that that should be revealing for you. Feel free to swipe this stuff too. I mean, if it aligns with you, sing it. That's why we designed this culture is to be viral, for you to integrate it, for you to be heroic, for your company to be heroic. Now, when I talk about who doesn't, you know, who doesn't want to build, live, and enjoy the great life, right? And we're focused on aligning technology, leadership, and culture in order to do that. And how awesome is that? That gets employees psyched, that gets customers engaged. That's what a purpose statement should do. This is exactly what your purpose should do. It should guide and energize you. It should guide and energize your employees, your team, first and foremost, because the purpose is for you. Then you have a mission, right? Purpose guides, mission drives. So we talked about our purpose and, and you know that transformative technology, leadership, and culture, that TLC, but how do we... How does that take form in the company? Well, our mission is to create experiences that elevate, connect, and grow people, business, and teams from thought to profit. And that's really important because what I just explained there or, or is implied and what I can speak volumes of is that we're there to elevate things, to add value for people, not just the business in the abstract, but people and teams so we can create scalable solutions, right? That's really important. This informs our strategies. This informs um, what direction we go, what, what products we develop. All of these things are strategic. And in plain English, we might say it, say it a little bit differently. We might boil it down to saying something like Heroic Media is a consulting firm that develops and implements growth strategies for business. So that's in plain English. But you know, it, depending on the level of relationship we're trying to create with a, a customer or an audience or, or you know, a new um, team member, we want to reveal that purpose and we want to show how it guides strategy and informs behavior. That's what purpose does. So I'm going to give you some tips now. And uh, so tip number one is a real purpose statement should meet your needs and some higher goal that others uh, connect to as well. Right? Your purpose should tell me thematically what you value and seek to create, what you'll do with it, or why I, as an employee and customer, care. If you don't resonate with both the employee and the customer, um, you're doing something wrong because it's, it's most common to neglect uh, connecting and, and hitting the heartstrings of the employee because marketers get their hands on purpose statements and they're focused only and squarely on the customer. But at the end of the day, you need to guide business strategy for the whole business, not just the customer side. Um, tip number two, stop saying your purpose is to change or save the world. I don't believe this. It's not. It's just, this is just bad writing. 
Um, and I'm not convinced. I don't meet one company. Every time I see a company that says somebody representing a company saying they're here to change the world or save the world, uh, that's not a real clear purpose statement to me. And I think you're full of shit. You know, I, I, I think none of that helps guide your team or guide your strategies uh, or help you differentiate from the competition because everybody's position, especially in tech companies in Silicon Valley, it's all about saving and changing the world uh, and being revolutionary. To me, you need to grow a pair, dig deep, be honest, and tell us why you're really here. It goes back to authenticity, right? If your mission is to help, you know, uh, the city of Eugene, Oregon, carve up on delicious waffles be before game day, then you sound like an awesome shop I know that I want to go to called Off the Waffle. I love that place. I drive all the way from California, Oregon to go to Off the Waffle in Eugene to smuggle waffles over the border. They're that freaking good. But so is their commitment to making that happen. So is their, their folk. They're so focused on doing that. They're a tiny little business, but they know what they're doing. They know what their purpose is and they just get the whole community behind them. It's amazing. Anyway, my point is this, is that your purpose and mission, they can scale in complexity with the, the spirit and complexity of the company. Now, heroic media operates in a highly complex atmosphere. So, you know, we might need things to be thought out to the nth degree uh, because we also guide people and organizations on these journeys as well. And you probably don't want to be guided by an amateur. Um, but, you know, your company can break it down to just a simple purpose of, hey, we're trying to help you carve up for game day. It's that simple. Uh, it, it has to energize you and it has to resonate with you, your team, your employees, as well as... Uh, um, the customers as well. You know, moving on to defining the values of your, your brand. Um, don't just list your values. People do this all the time. They take the shotgun approach to values. There's a lot of values out there, but very few companies take the time to map out your valued behaviors or show how they are present in your strategy, right? So, and they're present in the regular workday of your team. They don't help the employees understand how you put these values to work in their everyday life. They don't even do this for managers or executives. That's how bad this is, right? How can you claim alignment and authenticity and integrity of character if you don't know how to bake every, your values or practice your values every day? Values will live and die on the page, but when you map out valued behaviors, when you, you do more than just write down values on the page and you can show people which behaviors in their job embody those virtues, right? You will show them and the world how strongly you believe in those values. And you'll demonstrate um, an integrity and virtue of character alone that is above and beyond what most businesses do. All right, when we're talking about character, you got to dig deep, real deep, way deep. You give, you know, you got to give your company character um, and culture a sense of aspiration and humor. Now there's lots of elements of character and brand identity that I won't uh, go into. We'll save that for another episode. But if you can take away two things, I would say, don't forget to give your brand, your company, uh, a character that has aspirations and a sense of humor, because these are huge. Um, these are hugely important to guide your team, to show them a channel of, of communication that is very captivating and engaging. Uh, and, and this is, this is critical. 
Um, and it's also critical from a marketing standpoint when we talk about social media hacks and, and outreaching to people. People align and click and like and engage what is funny and what aligns with their goals and aspirations. So you need to decide, you know, are you Richard Pryor funny or are you Tim Allen funny, right? Are you PG-13 or rated X? Are you George Carlin funny? Are you dark? You know, is it dark and twisted and, and critical or is it positive and abundant funny? You need that sense of aspiration inside the workplace and outside, and you need to figure that out, right? And you also need to declare what kind of goals you share with your employees and your customers. So for Heroic, we like to build, live, and enjoy the great life. You know, every individual we believe takes that on on their soul journey. They're responsible for building, enjoying, and living their version of the great life. We, live it, we leave it a little bit ambiguous so that they can define what that is for them, but it's in the spirit of abundance. We can share this mission together. We can share this personal purpose together. But what we align on, why we come together as a team, as a company, is to you know bring some TLC into it, to focus on transforming technology, leadership, and culture. That's what brings us together. So we're bringing those two things together. Now, if you're interested in uh, looking at some more of the social media approaches, uh, we just uh, released a heroic guide to the dark arts, which shows you some really awesome hacks for growing social media and revealing strategy there. But basically a, a heck of a lot uh, is, is expected out of brands these days in terms of things like a sense of humor and a sense of aspirations, like lifestyle aspirations. You've got to be able to articulate that, especially if you want engagement in social media. And so you need to know what the company's position um, and character is uh, from those angles. You can find more of that at getheroic.com. And I will warn you against outsourcing the definition or, or the aspects of your brand as like character and, and humor and aspirations and all of this to some third party. Because every third party I've ever seen, every marketing agency cares a lot less about um, the true aligned um, identity of the brand and it fitting with the culture and all of the strategic elements of business than they do about driving clicks through any means necessary. Don't outsource, don't delegate it, don't kick it down to lower people who don't take ownership of, of this process and of the ultimate identity. You need to own it as a leader, as an owner. You need to own it. Okay, last area. When it comes to the E in CAPE, we're talking about the big E in energy, right? You need to shift to a three-dimensional management style that addresses time, energy, and attention, Right? We call that tea. We always say, where are you pouring your tea, your time, energy, and attention? You know, Most management strategies rely on a linear, one-dimensional formula to drive efficiency, to drive performance and productivity. And it was based from the Industrial Revolution era where it was physical widgets produced per unit of time. The problem with optimizing for this is, A, we don't live in that world anymore. And, and B, you're not factoring in for the, the mental hurdles we now do as knowledge workers, right, that, you know, uh, that lead to burnout, right, that, that treats treating human beings like cogs in a machine on, on an assembly line in knowledge work, it is unsustainable. I can't say that it's unsustainable for everything else, but I can definitely guarantee you turning and burning human beings uh, in knowledge work is is unsustainable maximizing in a linear way trying to get them to pr produce more in less time like single-mindedly will burn out your team will get them to ultimately disengage um and and you'll wonder why things have stagnated humans get bored 
and, and they disengage when they're treated like robots. Their attention wanes and, you know, the quality of the pr uh, production suffers. And, you know, the quality of support suffers. The experience of the product suffers. It, these things have not just ripple effects. Think shockwaves. Think, you know, an asteroid comes down and impact. You think of the impact crater and the shockwave of just nuking the, the energy of the business. These things matter. Like, we, you know, the harder and faster you make your team work in a sprint, the more they need to uh, replenish their energy in many different dimensions. And I'm not just talking about food and sleep even though food and sleep are a bare minimum and there are many organizations who will work their employees around the clock, which is incredibly stupid and unsustainable and they won't give them a break, right? Don't be, the, don't be that organization. There is no way that it aligns with any version of any culture, any PR person in your employ, under your employ, um, advocates for. There's no way you can say that uh, you take care of your people if that's how you're uh, operating. So when I talk about energy, you know, energy is important and there's more than one fuel tank that needs to be regularly refilled with your team to create the rocket fuel formula for high performance and achieving your highest level of contribution to your work. There's physical, mental and spiritual and, and emotional energy. If you want to, um, if you're wondering why your company's energy is low and you're stagnating and you're trying to figure out all of this Cape stuff, you know, when's the last time you took a break? When's the last time um, you refilled all of these other um, fuel tanks of energies, other, these other departments of energy that you need to address? Usually when anxiety is high, when, when you're finishing a sprint or, or when um, the company's not doing so well, nobody wants to give a break. Nobody wants to let you off the hook. You, and, and that is the very thing your team needs, right, is to rejuvenate, to find that balance, to, to uh, find that personal time instead of maxing out the employee time. You know, like I can tell you right now, if you worship the components of burnout, like discouraging rests uh, uh, by worshiping how many hours you, you work, which is ridiculous, you know, it's just insane. Um, if you discourage rejuvenation, balance and personal time, if you're out there bad mouthing life work balance, you're probably taking advantage of your employees and, and creating uh, a, a drag, a performance drag on your company, right? Just by not allowing them to rejuvenate and recharge all of their energies in the way that they need to, by not allowing them to charge up. And how do you do that? Well, if you're emailing them around the clock and expecting that they respond and be engaged and, and constantly in work mode because you can get away with it without paying overtime, you know, you might be able to get illegally away with it, but you're not fooling anybody you're ultimately going to be hindered in terms of performance and experience in the product and services. And this is a virus of organizations. This is a huge problem right now. Anyway, character, alignment, purpose, and energy. CAPE. Every brand, every company, including and especially yours, deserves a CAPE. Take the time to plan it, work it, refine it, and make it count. Don't beat yourself up that it is unrefined over the years as you figure things out. You're going to figure it out. It's going to take years to bring these things together. You know, the average cycle uh, for us on transformative uh, initiatives is anywhere from 12 to 18 months, realistically. Everybody tries to be ambitious and say, oh, we'll get it done in six months. It never happens. But I will tell you this. You know, you'll look back in a few years flying over the competition and you'll be glad you decided to get heroic and make yourself a cape. So there you have it. 
I wish I could deep dive into all these aspects a little bit more as this is one of my favorite topics to talk about, but this is just a brief overview and I hope these tips kind of serve you if you're navigating some of these CAPE crises. If you'd like some additional tools to help you build your CAPE, you can download a free brand narrative exercise or a couple of them at our corporate site at heroic.org, that's H-E-R-O-I-K.org, and those will help guide you through the beginnings process of, of discovery and, and answering some questions that can guide um, the positioning of character and things like that. We'll also have links in the show notes, of course, over at getheroic.com. Um, so if you have any questions, comments, or, or want to discuss any number of things that I may have left out, feel free to connect with me via our Heroic Insider Slack group or visit our site at getheroic.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast. Do me a favor, tell one friend, one friend, and share an episode with them and let them connect with the, the Heroic Hour as well. So until the next episode, it's time to get your energy back up. It's time to finish strong and rock out. Welcome to the Hidden Track After Party of the Heroic Hour. This is always our Hidden Track session that we have for people who listen to the jam session all the way through. Uh, and as a reward for being awesome, I have some cool McNuggets for you loyal podcast listeners in the form of some mega tips. Uh, when you're working on your brand identity or trying to build out your cape, you know, your character alignment, purpose, and energy, there are three huge mistakes that are super common that people make. Number one, they don't write it down they don't and they don't type their notes so even large organizations have failed to capture or define on paper in ink stored in the repository for you know in the intranet of the organization what their purpose what their values are their valued behaviors and map it all out and get it down on paper and though it may live in the heads and minds and hearts of the leadership and maybe some of the managers as well, it really helps to have a reference in order to institutionalize the knowledge throughout the company. So how can you do this? It's really simple. Write it down, map it out, mission, vision, values, purpose, uh, valued behaviors. Don't forget about that, which proves uh, and shows how to apply those values in, in the behaviors for the different work roles you're dealing with. Uh, number two. Here's my number two tip. Don't assume that the information is magically going to tri trickle down. You know, there is this assumptive gravity in many of the different uh, models and frameworks that people deploy inside of organizations. Many Fortune 500s make this mistake. It's, it's tragic. This is why over half their manager and executives don't know what the company stands for or what sets it apart from the competition, according to a Gallup study. Half of them don't. Those are only, that's only half of the people who are willing to admit it, by the way. So don't let this happen. Don't assume the gravity. Take it upon yourself to institutionalize the knowledge and educate the entire organization around the purpose and the vision and the mission and, and the values and valued behaviors. Don't leave those out. 
Number three, the other biggest mistake that screws people up is outsourcing the work to an agency to define the character. Do not outsource some to some branding agency who only puts lipstick on a pig. They can make it look incredibly sexy, but it's going to kill engagement with customers and employees in the long haul. It will hurt your brand in the long haul, right? This will not resonate with your employees and customers. No one else can tell you who you are. You need to dig in and explore for yourself. Now, if you are going to hire an outside team to help you, that's a little bit different. So companies like mine, Heroic Media, can guide you and facilitate a process and help you challenge yourself. But ultimately, you know you're working with a great company if, if you and your leadership team are doing the majority of the work and really taking ownership of defining that cape to ensure it is designed to truly serve and empower you and your organization, right? My final tip is this. Stop waiting for a perfect process and a perfect moment. Get started now. If you're struggling with these cape crises, uh, you know, if you're struggling with this crisis of character, if you don't know who you are and where you're going, even personally, you know, download the free exercises from getheroic.com. Uh, Fill them out. Type them up. You'll be so glad you did. Now get out there. Be heroic. I'll see you next time. And in the meantime, I've got a disease. And the only prescription is some more of this music. Let's get your weekly dose in. Here we go. Yeah.